Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. From the ultimate seminal sports source comes another original live content production. Drenched off with Devontae Love-Taylor. You bring the live rounds, he'll bring the pancakes. And now, number 58 in your programs, but number one in your heart, here's the man of the next half hour, Devontae Love-Taylor. There he is, Devontae Love-Taylor, everybody, number 58. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Trench Talk with Devontae Love-Taylor. Devontae, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good. It's Clemson week, man. It, it feels different. The air just feels more crisp. Uh, how was Sunday's walkthrough for you guys? It was good. It was very, you know, attention to detail, just like every walkthrough, uh, high intensity, and just moving on to this week. Walking around the complex, the facility, does it feel any – I know it's another game, faceless opponent, but, you know, they're they're kind of special. They're kind of different. Is Is it any different for you guys right now? Uh, I can't say yet because, you know, we haven't practiced, like practice, practice yet. We just had our Sunday walkthrough, but we'll see in the morning. Okay. Uh, with that said, let's go over to the tribal council, warchant.com. Use that promo code warchant30 to join the website at get your questions into Devonte. It comes from Hogpin. How healthy are you and the rest of the offensive line? Go beat Clemson. Go Knowles. You can maybe speak for yourself. You don't have to speak for everybody's account, but uh, how healthy do you feel you are right now, Devonte? I feel good. You know, I, did, I didn't play uh, this past Saturday, and that did a lot for me physically. You know, I could have went if uh, it was like an emergency situation. Um, I would I was ready to go. I was dressed out. I warmed up and everything, but it just came down to game time decision. But I feel I feel good. Were you? Did you have an idea how you were going to be used on Saturday? Was it, were you surprised when you didn't play on Saturday, or were you guys kind of in communication and talk about it throughout the week? Uh, no, we're in communication. You know, you see how you feel early in the week, and then once you get later in the week, and it was it was more of a game-time decision, but it was like if I wasn't going to start off the game, it was going to be more uh, in an emergency situation. There you go. Uh, Premier Youth Theater, uh, asking if you're sandbagging us. He would never. He would never do that, uh, Premier Youth Theater. Uh, you will be ready hopefully Saturday, though, I would, I would assume. Yes, sir, I'll be ready. No, no, no sandbagging. There we go. All right. Right on. Uh, let's see here. Roy Keenum. Uh, what do you think the chances are at Clemson? Gets right to the point, I guess, old Roy. <laughs> I think if we do what we've been doing, we play discipline, we play how we know we can play, and we play the way that we're coached, we'll, we'll handle business. 
you got this feels like completely different, man. Uh, the last three weeks, it just feels like the, the the games of the past, the games of last season, that kind of stuff just seems like it's so far off in the distance and that you guys have really kind of turned the page on that. Do you feel do you sense that as well? I mean, you've always maintained your confidence going into the Notre Dame game after the Notre Dame game, the highs and the lows of this early season. Uh, but does does it feel that you guys have kind of turned the page in those sort of struggles, if you will? That that stuff is – that's in the past. Like, that's not coming back. Yeah, I mean, we knew we were going to outgrow it. You know, like I said, even when we were down, I said that, like, I had confidence in this team. And what y'all are seeing now is what we – what I was talking about, where we know what we're capable of. And it's just now getting on display for everybody to see. And we have to keep building on that, you know. Like I said before, we have to – we can't just – learn how to handle failure. We have to learn how to handle success too. And this is a big test of that this week. Yeah. Uh, get down or lay down says, uh, what if Hollywood decides to make Devonte love Taylor, the movie, who do you want them to cast as you? Um, and your G I don't know what GT is, um, but who, who would play, who could play you in a movie? Think, like who's got the chops? I think only, only me. I think I'm the only person capable of playing me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I gotta go with me. I think I'd be a good actor as well. All right. Well, I'd really be acting if you're playing yourself, though, Devontae. Come on. You have a point. You have a point. All right. Let's hop back over to uh, the WarChant.com Tribal Council again. Use that promo code WarChant30. Hit the thumbs up button. Watching us here live on YouTube. Uh, this comes from BD08E. Congrats on the three-game win streak. How did it feel seeing some of the younger guys and even older players? Uh, making plays to help the team win against UMass. Go Knowles, beat Clemson. Man, it was it was awesome to uh, to be honest. You know, especially in the O line room. You know, people don't realize like just because you don't play on Saturdays, that doesn't mean you don't work hard. You know, those guys work just as hard as us throughout the week. The only difference is we will the I want to say fifty guys that see significant amounts of playing time. That's the only difference is that they're out there on Saturdays. But the other guys work too. You know, they're giving us great looks on scout um, throughout practice, and they help us get ready for Saturday. So it was good to see them get the reward of um, playing in the game, and then they get to tell some. Some people may never get the chance again, but they're going to get to say that they played in dope. Devonte, do you remember like getting into a game when you were a freshman, like your your some of your first reps? Like, did you ever enter a game where it was kind of already decided and you were kind of thrown out there? just to get some of your, your first game action and whether or not that did make an impact on you, whether it was the following season or the next time you actually got more playing time in a game? Uh, no, I actually got my first, um, my first like playing time was on field goal, but my first actual uh, like snaps on offense, I, I started um, against FAU, I think in a rivalry game. Oh, and I hadn't played in a game in like two years since high school. Cause I was a redshirt freshman. So I went from taking zero snaps except on special teams to like 65 and a start. So I kind of just got thrown in the fire. What were you looking at? Were, were you, were you coach Devante? Were you teammate Devante? Were you captain Devante? Like what, what were you looking at Saturday on the field? And, and were you trying to help coach some of the guys up between uh, series? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to do a little bit of everything. You know, I told the guys that were in, I said, if you want to see something from the sidelines, because some people, they, they don't want to like talk to players when they come off the sidelines. So I'm like, if you want to, if you want me to look at anything, let me know. Uh, when the defense is out there, I was waving a towel. I had a towel on me. And then when the when the younger guys went out there, I was just a cheerleader. You know, it was just great seeing them get a chance to play. All right, on. Uh, we're going to take this from uh, our guy Sky Ninja. Uh, ask if you could point to one thing that has changed from the beginning of the season until now. 
that has contributed to you guys playing better, uh, what would you think it is? Uh, probably the decrease the uh, decrease in penalties, which is just um, an assess to discipline. Corey and I talked about it on the podcast. Like it's it's crazy uh, to think, not that it's something minor, but simply the fact that you guys are avoiding these penalties. I mean, it really changes everything for you guys offensively when you guys are second and six versus second and 11, right? Oh, yeah, big time. Because, you know, once you get in the – it's not desperation, but it is. You know, second and 11, you feel desperate to not get in third and long. So you feel like you have to have a big play on second down to make it third and short. But if you're in second and six, you know, third and six is still manageable, but you can get it to third and three, third and two, and that's very manageable. You know, Coach Dillingham mentioned it. I think he said last week, like he challenged you guys, just say, hey, let's go a whole game without a penalty. Like, let's just go a whole game. I think maybe without a, like a pre-snap penalty. Mm-hmm. It, what allows you guys to maybe go out there and play like a clean game? Is it is it maturation? Is it is it confidence? Like what leads to you guys playing 60 minutes of clean football in terms of not getting penalized? The way Coach Atkins puts it is uh, being in the moment, you know, when it's third and long, reminding people that it's third and long, expect twists. Um, if it's like a group like North Carolina where they like to shift a lot and yell shift and move pre-snap, you got to remind everybody of that. And then some teams only do it in like short yardage situations to get you back up. So it's just awareness, um, discipline, and just understanding the situation. We go to Gator Kirk over in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Good evening, Devontae. What will it take for the offensive line to break the rock? You guys do a lot of work and don't get as much credit. Go Knowles. Yeah, I mean, I want to see one of you guys slinging the, the, the hammer. What's gotta what's gotta happen? No, nah, we don't we don't want any of that. We just we just want wins. We don't care about breaking the rock. You know, it's cool. Uh, but we just want to win at the end of the day. Uh, get down or lay down is back asking, uh, would you rather knock a guy off of his feet with a punch out or drive him into the opposing team's bench? Probably driving into the opposing team bench because then everybody sees you on their team and they know what you're about. <laughs> it's good. It's good, good. Good stuff to put on the tape. Good stuff to put on the tape. Um, Jordan Newton, uh, talks about Jarvis Brownlee after the game on Saturday he was talking about the hard coaching he got from coach Norvell was a little bit tough to take early on. Uh, but he's kind of grown accustomed to it and now can really appreciate Coach. Uh, uh, for you, did you always uh, have that sort of respect and, and admiration for Coach, or uh, what was there tough growing pains as well where you kind of had to get used to the tough coaching? Um, I wouldn't say uh, have to get used to it. You know, you just have to adjust to a style of coaching. Um, but it was it was it wasn't it was hard at first because it not because of the coaching style, but because it was over Zoom. Because you know, when I first got here, we only had three days of practice in the spring. And it's hard to tell, you know, tour of duty and everything. It's not, it's mat drills, but it's not football. So he was tough in that and coaching, but it wasn't football. So it was, I don't want to say it was hard, but it was something new. All right. Uh, let's head back over to the tribal council on warchant.com. This comes from Mignats. Uh, just want to say a quick thank you, Devontae. After the game Saturday, as you were leaving the field, you gave one of your gloves to my son. Do you remember this, Devontae? You, you handed out merch I to the do, kid? I do, I do. Okay. I do. I'm going to get in trouble. I hope nobody sees this because I told the equipment people I, I lost my gloves. But. <laughs> this. This. Uh, just want to say, I hope you realize the impact that it had on an 11-year-old boy, especially since his mom is a Gator and he also goes to Florida home games. He's all null, though. Thank you again. Much appreciated. I hope you get healthy. Let's extend this winning streak to four this weekend. Go Knowles. 
Shout out Devontae. Good for you, man. <laughs> uh, so, so you, you, you gave one glove to, to, to different people. You gave, you had two gloves to give out. Yeah. Yeah. I just spread them out. I didn't want any fights or anything over gloves. So how, how do you, how do you figure out? Does a kid have to be like Devontae, Devontae, or like, or like you just randomly throwing it there? Or are you trying to like make eye contact with a kid and be like, all right, I can tell this kid, this would make his day. Well, we were walking uh, off the field, you know, right before we walk into the tunnel. Um, I just seen some kids. I was just like, yeah, I don't, I didn't use these today. They're not sweaty. So. <laughs> um, let's see here. Pit master. Uh, this is Chris from Perry. Uh, self-proclaimed pit master. I, I believe him though. I think he's legit. Uh, who are you excited to see hit the field that hasn't played much yet? Hmm. I'll give one on offense and one on defense. Offensively, I'd say uh, DJ Williams. Okay. You know, we got to see a glimpse on uh, Saturday a little bit, but our, our running back room is just so talented. You know, I feel like if he was anywhere else in the country, he'd be the featured back, but we got some dogs in our running back room. Um, him on offense, and then on defense, probably uh, Shaheem. Wow, Shaheem. We've seen him do plenty yeah. of stuff in practice. Good, good, yeah. answer. good answer. Shout out, Chris. Good to hear from you, man. Thanks for the question. We do appreciate it. Over back on the Tribal Council, Spartan Knoll 71. This is Ralph. He's out there in Hawaii. Mahalo, uh, Ralph. Aloha, Devante. How's it? I know we don't want to give Clemson bulletin board material, so I will simply ask, how good do you feel about our offensive line versus their defensive line matchup? As always, Mahalo and Go Knowles. I feel like they're really good on their D-line, but I feel like we're we're just as good. You know, and I feel like it's going to be a battle throughout the whole game. And I feel like this game is going to be one in the trenches on offensive line and defensive line for us as well. Are you guys at a point, Devontae, where you – I mean, all credit to Clemson, much respect to what they've accomplished and, and who they are and, and what kind of challenge they're going to pose you guys on Saturday. But are you guys kind of at this point where you guys have some real true confidence and you've backed it up with that you guys can pretty much run the ball? I mean, at least like your identity, at least offensively, seems to be of a very successful, potent running team. Yeah, we have confidence, you know, just based off how we prepare. But, you know, we have respect for them and the fact we know that they're – that this is they're not having the year they wanted to but they, they're still a program that knows how to win so we have to remind ourselves of that like just because that they played they didn't play well a couple weeks ago or whatever doesn't mean they won't play well against us so we have to bring our a game uh let's see here space coast favorite away game stadium you have been to and any that you're looking forward to playing in um my favorite one i think it was UTSA, uh, and it's it was like the Spurs old uh, stadium, and it was really cool. Like there weren't a lot of people in there, but like they did like a light show before, and it was just really cool because it was so big. And then I'm looking forward to this week and uh, the last week of the season. There we go. Do you have any friends that have ever played at Clemson? Like, do you know anybody that's ever played in Death Valley? Um, no, I do not. They say it's loud. I mean, it's been a few years. Actually, I went there in 2019. It does get loud, but you guys, I mean, good Lord, you got the music, the, the crowd noise you guys play at practice is pretty deafening too. So it's yeah. different, but you guys will, you guys will be prepared. Uh, get down or lay downs back and just want to show you love. Uh, glad you realize the impact you have on the kids, on the youth. Great ambassador for our program. So I guess keep trying to give away stuff as long as you don't get in trouble <laughs> by the equipment guys, obviously. Don't want that to happen. 
Uh, here's Carol uh, commenting off of Facebook, Devontae, and says, uh, congrats on the UMass win. I was wondering if the players immensely enjoy receiving the Tomahawk helmet stickers as much as the fans love seeing them on your helmets game days. I don't know, Carol. I think you guys like them a lot more than the players do. They love the Tomahawk stickers, Devontae. They, they panic when they're not there. How many do you have? Do you know how many you have? And who's got the most you know who's got the most? I'm not sure how many I have, but I'm sure either J. Trav or Jermaine have the most. But don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, was it cool to finally get – I mean, you got Tomahawks last year, obviously. But uh, when you guys finally do see your helmet and it's got a couple on there, is it like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like because then you're practicing, you're seeing, like, how many they got next to you have and stuff like that. All right, let's go back uh, to work. Thank you for the question, Carol. Uh, shout out. Uh, back to BD08E over on War Chance uh, Travel Council. Does Florida State's uh, best seasons or legendary players ever come up on the practice field or in the locker room, either by current players or coaches? If so, which player or season gets mentioned the most? Um, I wouldn't say uh, at practice. Normally, you know, normally at practice, it's a high-intense like practice you know we don't really have time to like talk or really like dwell on anything to be honest we're just worried about if we're getting our work in or not um but i would say every friday we do like a walk where we have alumni come and speak to us and there's we've heard from everybody from before coach Godin got here to alumni from 2018 so it's there's a lot of people we've heard stories about and coach odell always has a good story to tell uh, you you answer this, but the, they're just joining the program. They're a subscriber, so they get their question. And again, Nola Holick uh, asking about the the reduction of penalties again. From your perspective, what do you think accounts for the reduction of the penalties? Seeing how how much they cost us early in the season. Like, do you got? I mean, like, would it be? I mean, would Coach Atkins like stop the film, and or like, does Kenny stop the film? And like, guys, you like, do you realize like? what this did to us, or do they not have to really overemphasize that you guys can kind of pick it up on your own and realize how that affected a series or a drive? We understand it for the most part, especially in critical situations, you know, because a, a hold on a third and 10 could go from a first down if you get the first down to a third and 20. So, you know, that's detrimental. You just don't want to – you don't want to be the reason. Nobody wants to be a reason. Don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Uh, Stephen Vaughn asks, is the team aware of the underdog aspect of the game? He knows that after North Carolina, Jermaine had tweeted about uh, the underdog sort of aspect of it. Is that something you guys, uh, I mean, you try to block the noise out, but is that something that does catch your ear eventually at some point throughout a week? Yeah, a little bit. Not a whole lot. You know, we're aware. We're going into Death Valley. You know, we're having many point underdogs, but, you know, if we play our game the best we can, we feel like we'll be able to execute. All right. Devontae, we're going to put you on the uh, the hot seat here again. We're going to make you turn into coach slash scout. Devontae, uh, which offensive lineman do you think graded out the highest on Saturday? Uh, is there like a snap minimum? Um, yeah, we'll do that. We'll we'll go with the we'll we'll say twenty snap minimum. Twenty snap minimum. Twenty snap. I'll go with um, Marie Smith. Oh, you know. Pro Football Focus doesn't like our guy Maurice. They're very, very, very critical of Maurice. Uh, he's he's he graded at like seventy, which is solid. Like you 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 want to be above sixty, uh, but it was yeah. Babyon actually. Babyon graded okay, out. Okay. All right, so 
and then behind him, Dylan. So is that acceptable? You're like, all right, I can. Oh, it is. It is. It is. We. I felt like we played pretty well up front. I know you see my guy Lloyd Willis though. Everybody yeah, asking me questions. Yeah. There you go. Calling it. <laughs> Calling it. Yeah. Uh, Maurice is at 15. Do you think that's one of those things where I mean, you've mentioned it about, you know, as as much as they try to know what's kind of going on, they obviously don't know the scheme and, and what you guys are really trying to accomplish on on a play to play basis. Is that one of those things where maybe like a center? Uh, is even more difficult to kind of judge their responsibilities if you don't know what's exactly going on. Yeah. Especially if they don't understand the scheme, but yeah, it's just, it's difficult. You know, I don't understand their full grading scale. So it's like hard for me to speak on. None of us do. Uh, None (laughs) of us understand the scale here. Um, Let's see here. Johnny uh, asked, do you wish the Clemson game was a night game? It doesn't matter. You know, we just, we get to play football. We can play it. 10 at night or 6 in the morning, we'd be ready. Scott June, I'm going to be very direct. Do you think we can win out? (laughs) I think you guys can. I think if we keep growing as a team, getting on 1% every day that we can win out. There we go. Well said. Look at you mixing in the mixing in and everything too. Get 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 a little one percent on us. Uh Space Coast (laughs) asked, do you talk or text to any current recruits and commits uh and develop any relationships with them? I'm a few here and there, you know, I don't want to name drop any, but yeah, like, you know, you want to, you want to give them a chance to talk to somebody who's here. And I was one of the like first guys to get here when coach Norvell got the job. So like, I don't mind talking to them about like how I got here and what they're going to expect from the coaches and what they expect from Tallahassee and the fans and everything. If you became a a coach in college, like, do you think you would like the recruiting aspect of it, or do you think you'd be like, uh, oh, recruiting? I'd try, I don't know. You know, it's hard. It's cool. Like, one of the coolest things is you're giving kids a chance to change their lives, you know, just by telling them that they have an offer to your university, which I think that's amazing. But then you have to sell them on why you should get to coach them. And then you know how it is. As soon as they sign that piece of paper, you know, the, the switch flips. And you get out of recruiting mode. Um, let's see what else we got here. There's a couple questions that are just a little bit uh, above a pay grade, or just people want to ask you about special teams. He's an offensive lineman, guys. He's not out there. <laughs> He's not on the kick coverage. Uh, he doesn't know what's going. I mean, because for the people that don't go to practice, uh, special teams is a big is a big part of your guys' preparation. But when that's going on. Uh, usually defensive line is working on pass rush drills and then their hand placement and things like that. And you guys as an offensive line are usually being coached up by coach Atkins. If I'm not during special teams, right? We, we like steal little individual periods during the special teams periods. And then as soon as it's like a field goal or field goal block, we'll run over. Um, pit master from uh, Perry says uh, that you're getting better every week at this media stuff. Hashtag (laughs) dual threat Devante. I appreciate it. They, uh, they see you. A get down or lay down says, I watched the guard disrupt the center snap with his hand trying to pull. How much would Coach Alex flip his lid if you did that on a Saturday? I feel like for that to happen, the guard would have had to either jump early or the center would have had to snap it late. So he he would he wouldn't be happy because either way you'd get a false start or your center would be snapping it too uh too late. 
Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, how to let me, I should have pulled up the grades on. Did, uh, God's name escapes me right now. Zane Herring. Did Zane, Zane got some burned, didn't he? He did. He did. I think we uh, had, I want to say we played almost 12 offense linemen. If I'm not, man, I'm you guys, that. you guys play 35 guys on offense. So yeah. And I think, I think 12 are offensive linemen because I know, uh, David Stickle got some reps. Bryson Estes got some reps. Uh, Jalen got reps. Ira, uh, Rob Elder, Lloyd, um, Brady. Look at this guy. Am I missing? I'm mi- uh, I think I'm missing one or two. I don't think Rob Elder, Rob Elder didn't get, he didn't get it grade. Uh, yeah, I think he played, I think he got in the series. Okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 I believe you more than I believe what they put on this uh, website. Who else? Who else? Man, no, you're about right. Oh my God, Marquise yeah. got some burn. Old Biscuit. Yeah, <laughs> you guy. can count him as an offensive lineman too. That's a big guy. Yeah, man, he is. He's a large human. Uh, folks, hit the thumbs up as you're watching us here live on YouTube. We certainly would appreciate it if you're uh, listening to the replay on the podcast. Uh, leave a five star rating and review for uh, the Sentinel Headlines War Champ Podcast Network. Uh, all right, let's go. Here we got a couple more. Bobby Johnson, who's the funniest coach on the team? Coach Atkins. Hands down. We have we we still don't know what happened to the drawing you made of him, the portrait that the piece of art that you created in Jacksonville. We still don't know where that's at. I think it's a centerpiece in his house. I'm not sure. That's what I would have did with it. But I mean, real talk. Uh, Space Coast uh, favorite place to eat around Tallahassee. You know, I'm a big guy. There's a lot of places I like. Uh, I like Wingstop, Midtown Caboose, Relish. Uh, Madison Social, Cooches, um, where else? Hobbit. Man, There's a lot of good food around here. Taste of the town with uh, <laughs> Taylor, man. Mr. Love Taylor going on the Taste of the Town. What's crazy is, like, back in the day, I think they still do it, but ESPN2, usually, like, their number two team, when they would go to games, Todd Blackledge was the color analyst, and he would do Todd's Taste of the Town. And I remember, like, I was in school, and we were really, like, looking – you know, we didn't have a lot going well for us at that point. But Todd Blackledge was on the call of our game. Like, oh, this is going to be cool. They're in Tallahassee. He's going to have to do Todd's Takes of the Town. And we're like, oh, is he going to do Gordo? Is he going to do Momo? Is he going to do Po' Boys? You know, like, we're we're talking about it. And they end up going to this place called Cabo's, which none of us had ever heard of. And apparently, I think they're 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 closing shop here uh, this week, or maybe they already have. They've been in ta- they've been in business for like thirty years. Like we'd never heard of them. They're like on the complete opposite side of town from the campus, and we were all so disappointed. Um, yeah, I've never I've never heard of that. Yeah, you know it's crazy. Like, listen to the people, man. They should you know maybe next time they'll come to you when maybe when the, the Florida well, not the Florida game but uh, the Miami game, maybe they'll <laughs> get some suggestions from you here. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, Steven Vaughn says Jordan Wilson looks like an alien out there on the field. He does. Uh, is he a pretty scary guy in board drills? I haven't had to see him in a board drill, but I would assume so. But he's like off the field, he's a nice dude. <laughs> he does look like an alien, man. Like you see him, you're just like, this guy is a tight end. Like he's, he's a yeah, he's built. He gets mad because I tell him he's just like a he's a tackle. Because he'll stand up and start tackling sometimes and look bigger than them. Um, Chad Cannon asks, best player you've played against? Um, there's been a few. Jermaine, uh, Kando, J-Rob, Marvin. Uh, I played against both the DNs uh, from Miami that got drafted in the first round last year. Um, 
both the guys at Pitt last year. There's I played against some ball players. And then Fabian and, and Coop. Yeah, those are the guys on our team now, yeah. And Kier. Get down right now says he sent me an email about weight gaining tips. He did. I, I got the email. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Sky Ninja back uh, asking, if you weren't playing football, what other sport would you be playing? Says his son's a huge fan, and that's his question. All right, so we got a question from the kids. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, I'd probably be starting at point guard for the Lakers, to be honest. My man. Finally won one. It wasn't pretty, but uh, but they finally won one. Uh, Johnny Burkett asks, who's the nicest realist? Ooh, good one, Johnny. Let's go. Nicest realist dude on the team besides you, obviously. Besides me, the nicest dude on the team. Just a re- and the realist, man. Like just like 100s 100 with that guy. That's hard. You know, we got so many good, genuine people on the team, but like I gotta give a shout out to my guy Reggie Harden. All right. I like him, man. He's got some. He's got some. He does some stuff. Yeah. He flashes every now and then. He's got a good frame on him too, man. I'm hoping he grows. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's my guy. All right. Good. Look at that. It's a, it's a wide receiver. It's not even in the same <laughs> like meeting room as Devontae. Devontae really reaching back and get one for us there. Um. All right, man. I think we've hit the bottom of it. We've got it all through. We've been on air for thirty minutes, Devontae. I'm surely not going to keep you any longer than needed uh, because there's a big game going on this week, three thirty against Clemson. So. Oh, we certainly hope to see you at practice this week, man. Hope you are feeling better. And, of course, man, we always do appreciate your time, Devontae. Thank you very much, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for watching this edition of uh, Trench Talk with Devontae. Love, Taylor. Hit the thumbs up on your way out. And um, just think we're going to do this in a week from now with a win over Clemson in our belts, hopefully. Hopefully. He's Devontae. I'm Thanks for watching. Have a great one, everybody.